0: This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting MatardayRadio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. And thank you so much for joining us today. As always, it's a pleasure to have you here. And this ongoing conversation on how to create a just society right where you are And to continue this conversation on the compendium of the social doctrine of the church, a very, very important uh, document that the Catholic Church has put out. Uh, Today we're in chapter six and we're talking about something that affects all of us because we all most of us have to do this in one form or another in our everyday life. And that is work. Either we have to go to a job or we have to take care of things at home, take care of things in our yard. But uh, as humans, we were made to work and the Pontifical Council gives us a lot to think about in terms of work. Now, a while back, Father Jack Moss-Brucker, um joined me uh, on about a five-week series on uh, employment justice. And so I don't want to rehash all of those things. You can just go back to the series on employment justice if you want to to get a good look at around justice, around work. What I'm doing today is kind of summarizing work, and we're going to be talking about three things. One is the importance of work. Secondly, the importance of rest. And I'm sure you all be thankful that I'm talking about that. And then third, uh, looking at the globalization of jobs and how to return to simplicity in uh, a world of globalized jobs. But let's first of all look at the importance of work. I want to begin by saying that the purpose of work is not to make money. That is not why we should be going to work. Now, you may say, well, I have a family to provide for. I get that. And I'm not saying don't provide for your family. In fact, I'm telling you to go to work. What I am encouraging you to do is to realize why you're going to work. And it's not to make money. Uh, yes, money exists and money is a way of exchange. And when you work, you get money in order to exchange the money for goods that your family may need. But that is not the per- primary purpose of work. Work exists for the purpose of cooperation with the creator. Let me say that again, a little bit slower work exists for the purpose of cooperation with the creator the creator has put humans in charge of the earth to care for the earth as we see from the genesis narrative in the bible and so as we look at the story of adam and eve and the garden of eden what did god first tell adam and eve do get to work to do what to care for the garden therefore if your job has nothing to do with caring for the earth including caring for humans then your job is out of alignment with the creative order and i would say many of our jobs in modern society are out of alignment with the creative order and we need to question ourselves on that and i encourage you to not be afraid to ask yourself the tough questions uh I've I've observed people who are making good money at jobs and then they realized, wait a minute, this is completely out of bounds. This job is with the creative order. And I've watched people leave their careers to in order to get to something that's a more connected to what God intended for work. Now, let me say that if work is cooperation with the creator to care for the earth, this does not mean that you have to be a farmer. Now, you may want to work the, the land in your backyard. That's good. But it doesn't mean you have to be a farmer. Uh, we have to get creative here. We I don't want to get caught in the trap of being black and white. Like, it has to be this way and not this way. We have to get creative. And asking ourselves is, you know, the question is my job that I currently hold in alignment with the creative order. So, for example, this radio station has nothing to do with directly taking care of the earth however what this radio station does is it provides programming to reach people with truth and this truth then moves people toward unity with god and if people are moved towards unity with god then they will then turn and care for the earth which by the way includes humans and animals that are part of the earth that's in alignment with the creative order Another example would be people need clothes to protect themselves, their bodies from the weather. Clothing is necessary to protect ourselves from the weather. Basic clothing companies are in alignment with the creative order. However, a place like Forever 21 is not in alignment with the creative order because they do not exist for protection against the weather. They exist for the adornment of the body for fashion and lust rather than basic protection against the weather that doesn't mean you can't wear clothes that are are beautiful uh artistic i guess in their narrative you know like the uh, people in india if you go to india you go to african countries and stuff they they dress very colorfully you know here in america we kind of wear blue and gray a lot or brown or something but they in india uh, uh, and, uh, uh, like I said, Africa and other countries, they, they dress very beautifully. I mean, the, the colors are, are, are very expressive and bright, but at the same time, the clothes are very basic. So you take like the sari that an Indian woman may wear. And even though the sari is, you know, like a, a bright green or bright pink or blue or something, it, it basically is a silk sheet that the is wrapped around the body. And to get different colors, you wrap two silk sheets around the body. It's simple and yet tasteful and artistic at the same time. Uh, so we have to ask ourselves a question, why is this clothing being made? And how is it being made? Is it being made artificially? Is it being made in conjunction with the creative order of the body? Uh, is it You know, expressing the goodness of the creator in creating the body, or is it made for just pure fashion and lust? Uh, So we have to ask ourselves these questions. Uh, Here's a, a good example of being in the creative order. The companies that make tools are not directly caring for the earth, but what they are doing is providing the tools that farmers, arborists, and others who do care for the earth need in order to take care of the earth. So let's say you've got an arborist and they need, uh, you know, saws to trim trees. Um, well, the company that makes saws is in the creative order because they're uh, helping the arborist take care of the earth or the company that makes plows so the farmer can plow the earth, you see. So there's a way to work within the creative order that isn't necessarily mean you are a farmer yourself. So ask yourself the question then, is my job helping care for creation? And be honest with yourself. Don't get caught in the trap of self-justification. Be honest with yourself. Is my job helping care for creation? I think that's a question that St. John the Baptist would have us ask ourselves. Uh, Allow the question, by the way, to answer itself. That's one way you can avoid the trap of self-justification is allow the question to answer itself without your mind justifying anything and then be content with the answer. I've had many times in my life, and by the way, I'm going to have a moment of vulnerability with you. I've had times in my life where I've had to change course (laughs) because I realized I went down the wrong path. It's very humbling. You get egg on your face. Sure. But it's worth the change because it's not good to be out of the creative order. But here's where my real vulnerability comes in. My honesty is that I talk a lot about social justice and creating a just society. That, that means that I have lived experience. I have been on the front lines. I have helped create just situations and I've done a lot of research as well, but that does not mean that I'm perfect. Okay. I have had to go to confession before in order to confess that I created injustice for somebody else. Okay. So I not only try. And this is as humans where we get really weird is that we try to do the right thing and the wrong thing at the same time. So I have helped create justice in many situations, but I've also been the one to create injustice in many situations. So I'm talking from somebody who is struggling to get it right in my life, just so you know. So I I, I hope I'm not coming across as perfect I've grown in my knowledge, I've grown in my wisdom, I've grown in my practice of bringing about justice, but I'm not all the way there yet. Now back to our subject about work, work gives dignity to the human person because we were made to work. It gives, it is a very dignifying thing to do a full day's work. You ever done a full day's hard work and then when you go home and sit on your couch, you just... You feel that sense of satisfaction of a job well done. Why is that? Because you're right in alignment with the creator in that moment. One thing I want to say we were not made for, we were not made to punch a time clock. Okay. If you look at the ancient peoples, they worked in rhythm with the sun and the moon, right? We don't do that anymore. We punch time clocks, nine to five, boom, there you go. Get your half hour lunch break or whatever it is. But as humans, we were made to work within the rhythms of creation. And I think why we're so exhausted all the time is because we work out of alignment with those rhythms. We were made to work to care for creation. So these, you know, these, these artificial timelines that we have when it comes to our work life is throwing us out of rhythm with nature. Now, companies, I want to get back to this point, companies who exist only to move money around are out of alignment. I mean, people work at the stock market, credit card companies, name it, Uh, even, you know, the big shoe companies or whatever, they're, they're only existing to make money. They're not creating something for the protection of the foot necessarily. It's, it's about style. It's about attraction. It's about acceptance because you're wearing quote, the right shoe or right clothes. Uh, Other companies out of alignment are those companies who provide goods for the rich to consume on themselves that have nothing to do with caring for the earth. They're out of alignment. And that's why we have the problems we have. Work gives us the opportunity to create, to cooperate with the creator and to realize our destiny. I mean, look at Jesus. What did Jesus do? He was a carpenter. He built things people needed so they could fulfill their destiny in life. Jesus shows us the dignity of work. And oftentimes in his parables, Jesus mentions farmers in his parables. So, so, and and he mentions carpenters and things. So Jesus promoted the dignity of work. So that's the importance of work. It is to get you in alignment, to cooperate with the creator, to take care of creation, specifically the earth. Now, one way, you know, I've got a a good friend that uh, owns a a assisted care facility to care for people who can no longer care for their own bodies. Well, that's caring for creation because humans are part of that creative order of the earth. So there you go. Let's be creative and realize, but not self-justifying. Okay. Let's talk now about something really fun. And that is the importance of rest. Can I get an amen there? The importance of taking a day off, taking a break, taking a vacation. Just as work is important, so is rest. God commanded the ancient people of Israel and the Old Testament times to take the Sabbath off because God says, I have made the Sabbath holy. The Sabbath, the day of rest, is the most important day of the week there. In fact, when the people would not observe the Sabbath, it brought consequences. The prophets constantly called the people on the carpet for not observing the day of rest. And not only were the people to rest their own bodies on that day of rest, but they were to rest their animals and they were to allow the land to rest in, in the sabbatical year which Moses gave to the people every seven years, the people of Israel were to let the land rest for a whole year. So it could be renewed. Now this command, by the way, is not just for the Jews. It's for all people. The gift of the Sabbath is a day, a gift from God to cease labor and to rest the body and the mind and to renew the inner person, to renew the spirit through worship and meditation. You know, the work week, you know, it keeps us busy, doesn't it? And it keeps us busy. We struggle to focus on our spiritual, uh, on prayer and meditation because we've got family to take care of. We've got, you know, a job to go to. We've got to commute back and forth to that job. The work week keeps us busy, but the Sabbath is a perfect opportunity each week to stop and reflect on the creator and on our fellow humans. It's a good day to just hang out and talk. With each other and get caught up with each other. All creation needs rest. And like I said, God even commanded the nation of Israel to even allow the fields to rest every seven years because rest is good and rest is spiritual. It is an injustice to not allow workers to rest. Workers need time off each day uh, to be with and tend to family needs and to rest and to Workers must be given one full day off each week to just rest. Now, I personally like the American ideal of two days off, and here's why. Because we're at our job all week, and we need one day to, again, work. And on that day, we're not at our job, but we're maybe taking care of our yard, making repairs on the house or the car going shopping with our family to get things and what that does, then once we get that done, then it allows us to have a full day of nothing, a full day of true rest. Uh, So there you go. The importance of rest, do it, rest, take a break. And from time to time, take a vacation so that you can renew yourself. Now I want to end today with an important point And that is globalization, because our jobs have become globalized. And because of the globalization of jobs, we have to ask ourselves a question. How do we return to simplicity in a world of globalization? Uh, Through my many conversations, I have discovered that humans commonly long for simplicity. There's just this longing in us to live a simple life because we were made for that. And, uh, but we live in a world that is growing more complex. So the yearning for simplicity seems to be growing in people because of that. The more we go against ourselves, the more we're gonna long to be in alignment with ourselves. The fact is jobs are becoming more part of globalization and in globalization, you have the corporate office in one location, you have factories spread all over the world, And then the product is arriving in distant places from those factories and workers are completely disconnected from each other. So there is no sense of togetherness, unity or working towards a common good in globalization, which is by the way, an end result of the industrial revolution, humans just become a tool to be used towards greater profits and production. That's why you exist greater profits in production. But that's not what work is. Work is to be local. It is to be in alignment with the creator to care for the earth in your locality. You know, I, I, I love honey. I've got probably two particular food addictions. One would be honey. The other is chocolate. And I don't mean sweetened milk chocolate. I will eat a raw baking bar of chocolate. Love it. I will have chocolate ice cream with chocolate chips on it with chocolate syrup. I mean, that's just the way it is. Five layer, 10 layer chocolate cake. Now I'm in heaven. (laughs) Honey and chocolate. Well, I buy my honey locally because that's good for my body to eat local honey. It also helps me with local allergies to do that. And there's a A guy in my neighborhood who um, sells honey from his backyard. He harvests the honey in his backyard. And it's really good stuff, I got to say. And I love that. It it gives you an idea that he is working locally in his yard and he's providing the the honey locally to his neighbor. That is, that's what it looks like. That's what it was supposed to look like. God didn't put... Adam and Eve in the garden say, now globalize this thing. No, work in this particular garden, the one called Eden, that garden, not the whole gardens of the world. Um, Jobs are just becoming more and more globalized. And uh, because of that, in the modern world, there is no real dignity in work because you're just part of a tool to make greater profits in production, there's now no real dignity in work. And because of that, work has become a drudgery to endure until retirement. But fulfillment in work has gone out the window. Uh, work has become about making money, paying bills, and dying. You know, there's a song by the Verve, a bittersweet symphony, you're born, you know, you work, You make money and you die, is the gist of the song. You know, that's what we've come to. But as humans, we were not made for retirement. I hate to break your heart if you went and bought a big RV so you could travel, but we're not made for retirement. We were made for cooperating with the creator to care for the earth until we die. And if, you know, you reach a certain age and you can't do things you could do when you were younger, instead of retiring, you just switch what you do to something you can do. Uh yeah, I like those cultures where, you know, once the, the parents have become too old to really do that f- hard physical labor, now the parent's job becomes to take care of the house and cook and shop for the family, for the, for the kids and their families. That's, that's a good practice. It, some people say it's an annoying practice at times because mom and dad's always there in your face as in a, when you're an adult. But at the same time, it has its upsides as well. So let's talk about returning to simplicity. How do we do that in the midst of such a complex world? You know, the fact is life is actually quite simple. We don't need stuff. We don't need RVs. We don't need big fancy houses. We don't need televisions. We don't need streaming services. There's a lot of things that we work for that we actually don't need. What we do need is relationship. As humans, we were made for relationship. So why not spend your days off relating to each other rather than being glued to the TV? Why not take a hike with a friend instead of being glued to the phone? We really don't need a lot to live, actually. We need clothes. We need a protective roof and walls from the weather for the purpose of protection from weather, not for the purpose of show. Another thing we need is each other. It really becomes artificial and anti-creative to go beyond that. It, It also becomes expensive and stressful to go beyond that. Once we start adding a bunch of stuff to our life, it becomes expensive to maintain, and it becomes stressful to maintain. So, And when we go out of bounds and accumulate stuff and crowd our lives with artificial things, then again, it becomes stressful to afford it and maintain it. I mean, look at how the native peoples here in America, how they lived on this continent. They, They lived simple lives. They had TPs with a few things, but most of their life was spent naturally. Look at Abraham and others who were vagabonds. You know, Abraham moved about. So Abraham couldn't accumulate a bunch of stuff. He lived in a tent. The Bible even mentions that in the book of Hebrews, that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, these great saints that we look at, they they lived in tents. They moved about all the time. They didn't accumulate, but rather stayed on the move to fulfill their creative purpose. And so let that be a challenge to how we live our life now. So in conclusion, work is good. I encourage you to work a job that is in alignment with the creative order. To work a job that is simple and to live simply on the Sabbath. To learn to see what is in front of you instead of having to be connected to the whole world. To return to yourself. Do you even know who you are? Allow the Sabbath to be a day where you return to yourself, to where you return to the Creator and return to your fellow creatures. All of the madness we surround ourselves with, all of the busyness, all of the chasing after things, all of the artificial ways in which we live is taking us further away from ourselves. Let's learn a new yet ancient way of work and Sabbath. Let us, like the prophet Jeremiah encourages us to do, to ask for the ancient paths. We have robbed ourselves of the ideal of work and rest. We have robbed ourselves of joining God in creation. And as a result, we are left with injustice on top of injustice, and we are being buried alive by the fallout from it. But there is a better, healthier, happier way of being. It is the way of work as the creator intended. It is the way of connection to the earth. It is the way of connection to each other. It is the way of simplicity. And it is the way of bringing about a just world right where we are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis a common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through maturadayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.